just remind me at some point to talk about why i really don't like citizen kane because i had posted a teaser on facebook without even recording the episode <laughs> citizen kane yeah sometime we'll naturally segue into that after point <laughs> actually dude i mean uh, i remember watching citizen kane mm-hmm. and i never understood why people thought it was such a great movie <laughs> right uh, i actually uh, saw it for the first time during the cinema elective uh, class okay uh, at journalism college and okay. the first movie i think we watched was citizen kane and everybody lost their minds over how impossibly good it was i was bored out of my skull man i mean <laughs> they keep talking about technique but i am not a film maker so it really doesn't matter to me uh-huh. and then uh, i read somewhere uh, i mean i was doing a bit of double quotes research on this and uh, martin scorsese had given an uh, interesting view on citizen kane he said okay uh, uh, cinema normally generates empathy for its heroes but the enigma of kane frustrates this process the audience wants to know and love kane but can't so this need to love was displaced onto wells himself and <laughs> it's perfect right because it was a self aggrandizing piece of work uh, i mean the climax of it was who was rosebud who cares yeah and yeah. and it was the sled of uh, a sled that was owned by the character kane during his childhood in colorado which is supposed to represent his happy days yawn it was really boring and another movie they played was battleship potemkin i don't even consider it a movie it was like one of those 90s heavy metal videos and they show old war footage it made no sense and i just kept thinking why are these movies considered to be uh, you know high up the totem pole of commercial and critical success hmm yeah man i mean i think uh, some <laughs> <laughs> some movies are like that i never understood why uh, they were so great but some movies earlier on maybe i did not understand them well enough right. and then later when i uh, when i when i watched them i, I really really like them uh, for example the movies of satyajit ray okay uh, i think i watched them uh, for the first time when i was fairly young uh-huh. uh, and I, i really didn't understand what was so great about it but later on especially two movies uh, christy one is charulata right and the other one mahanagar mahanagar okay mahanagar Both of them, i have not seen the uh, mind blowingly good man really uh-huh. really really good there's there's something really you know human vulnerable about uh, the characters and you know and i believe uh, <laughs> he made his own music and uh, of course he was also a photographer I, i don't know if he handled the camera in these movies as well mm-hmm. uh phenomenal phenomenal works of art christy uh, so perhaps our very own mr t rajendran was inspired by him to do all those things <laughs> i think he achieved moderate success right <laughs> hey, uh, talking talking about t rajendran right i mean yeah sure the guy did everything uh, you know that is possibly in a movie to do and the credit section is very simple right just one card saying everything t rajendran so <laughs> right he actually reminds me of this dude called edward have you heard of him he was uh, edward okay uh-huh. a very sticky uh, hollywood filmmaker who was universally lauded as i mean not lauded universally and dubiously given the distinction of the worst filmmaker ever oh my and, gosh uh, tim burton made a, a nice movie about him with uh, johnny depp uh, i i mean he made really bad movies but i really admired the passion 
that went behind them he was crazy to think that they were any good but the fact that he was driven to do all these things by himself it's very inspiring and in that sense i am a little inspired by t rajendran the man does everything yeah yeah absolutely man and and it's inherently difficult right christy even if you are going to make a movie absolutely it, it is absolutely absolutely difficult i think we touched upon this point uh, in one of the earlier episodes i, I don't know i don't remember if it's uh, the first one or the, the second episode okay. is that uh, we were talking about the difficulty of creating content mm-hmm. uh, now if you want to be a published author you know it it was uh, fairly difficult uh, because you know you needed a literary agent possibly mm-hmm. and then you needed to to write you need to get published and then you can call yourself a published author right. and later on what happened is you know the the internet happened and then blogging became a thing and and in the 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 barrier to entry for writers became really really low right and uh, anybody could uh, you know essentially write uh, with websites like blogger and you know uh, blogspot i think what happened mm-hmm. was uh, you need not you, you you need not even have a website right i mean you just have a subdomain or wordpress mm-hmm. you know you have a subdomain and then someone else hosts the data for you you just create an account there and start blogging and you can link to other blogs you know you can have a little following Right. and all that so that that barrier somehow became very low mm-hmm. and uh, twitter made it even lower because not everybody wants to speak in paragraphs right some people just want to speak in 140 characters <laughs> yeah. and uh, for those people twitter was perfect because uh, yeah, they could have meaningful conversations in fact uh, in certain ways much much more meaningful conversations than you can actually have on a blog entry because that's uh, i'm not saying it's 100% a one way discourse but i'm mm-hmm. um, i'm saying you know you know it's a communication tool as well right, right. but this is not i mean it cannot happen for the the video uh, medium because mm-hmm. it's it's still a lot more difficult to create videos right, right. right. and of course i mean uh, with the advent of smartphones i mean yeah, you, you know you just buy a smartphone and start shooting videos it's going to be fairly easy to make whatever you want to make Absolutely. but then yeah if to have decent production values and all that uh, is definitely going to be very difficult right. actually this is the one time that i think that the internet uh, the internet has not ruined an art form uh, i think movies have been ruined more of this rise of the social consciousness man and lately i've been wondering uh, whether i'm growing old or or movies are just more and more want us to care about the world and moonlight is a perfect example you know the oscar winning mm. movie moonlight and here's the storyline okay man mm. is uh, the man is black gay and a byproduct of economic oppression and bullying then man mm. meets world that does not give a crap about people who are black gay uh, and are a victim of oppression and and bullying he falls he picks himself up he moves ahead that's a very sweet linear story there's nothing wrong with that but where's the narrative arc uh, where are the complexities that are involved in social interactions you know it, it's just all about black and white and every 10 seconds we are reminded about his identity and what he went through and why hmm. that matters so much i somehow feel that the content in movies lately are being uh, appreciated simply for their sense of morality Uh, or the socio-economic opinions of the filmmakers, and show this is the one time that I actually did research, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and I saw I saw 
a pattern of the type of movies which have been winning oscars now oscars are unfortunately you know uh, they are the barometer for a movie's quality yeah, according to most people right it's yeah. very unfortunate so until 1982 when gandhi was made and it won an oscar no other movie before that no mm-hmm. oscar winning picture had any social message in them which was very strong it was extremely subtle or non existent at all and, and uh, why do you think that gandhi actually had a social message <laughs> it's there's no social message they felt sorry for indians because i think back then they confused us with uh, native indians i thought i think they oh, thought that we were one and the same and i thought and they were like we did bad stuff to native indians maybe we should watch gandhi <laughs> so after that uh, a few years later out mm. of africa won the oscar but that was about two white people falling in love in africa so it had no social uh, message 1989 was the first time that uh, a strong social message in this case uh, racism uh, was featured in the oscar winning movie and this time it was driving miss daisy with uh, morgan freeman and yeah, it is yeah. a good film it is a, really, a, it is a, yeah, i like that movie man Yeah so again from 1989 there was uh-huh. like a few decades gap until 2005 when okay. crash won the oscar for uh yeah man movie. that's a good movie that's a I movie. you really think so because I just yeah. thought that it was about some privileged people who were shaming other privileged people for being too privileged it was like <laughs> way too much meta irony man it hurt my head uh, I didn't yeah. I I didn't understand why that one uh It's a subjective opinion, but I didn't see any value in it. What did you see in it, Chuk? I liked it, man. You're talking about the movie where uh, you everybody's know, the, a racist and everybody's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, right. Yeah, that, that's right. the one, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I remember that, man. I, I thought it was a good movie, at least at the time that I watched it, 2005, right? Yeah, yeah, 2005. Uh, which is which is more than uh, like I don't know, <laughs> really long back now, for <laughs> right, right, 12 years now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, 12 years. you know yeah I, I, no man i think I, that that particular movie i mean forget about uh, uh, delivering a message or not delivering a message i don't really give a damn about that mm-hmm. uh, if a movie is about uh, you know uh, uh, presenting to you certain emotions that you cannot feel normally right right i think it it is actually uh, uh, you know you know uh, you know won a place in my heart uh, much much uh, Uh, for example let's say that um, much to purpose that music serves okay. uh, you know you kind of uh, you know feel emotions that you wouldn't feel otherwise in your daily life but uh, my whole confusion was i mean this was a huge hit in the us right and it was okay they've been exposed to visual images which are realistic about racism that have been thrust into their faces oh yeah uh, and that did not i mean if that did not change their opinions collectively then why would this extended music be i mean it felt like an extended music video was with a good message <laughs> and, uh, so after that uh, two more movies according to me one purely for uh, the nature of the content one mm-hmm. is 12 uh, years a slave and the other is moonlight uh, you had an interesting opinion about 12 years a slave right you said that yeah man so i i i think that um, I mean uh, think of it like uh, this right I mean if you take uh, uh, life is beautiful uh-huh in in that particular movie what happens is that uh, you know uh, a father uh, essentially hides the you know the uh, seriousness of the 
or the hopelessness of the uh, current situation by by being funny you know being, <laughs> being right. all that so i i think that that is, that is actually human nature actually so, it i felt like that movie also humanized pain because there was a difference between being outrageous and being extraordinary that was extraordinary like i could actually see that happening i could see a person like roberto benigni uh, you know hiding the cruelty of the world from his son Exactly. Whereas it could have so easily gone into this weepy sentimental territory, uh, you know, and completely devoid of humor. I mean, the first half of that movie is just flat out funny, right? Uh, slapstick yeah. humor. Absolutely. So, I, I think that is the uh, default disposition of uh, human beings, uh, Christy. I, I mm-hmm. feel that way. That you know, you you put them, you put a bunch of guys in a room, and and you lock them up. You do whatever. <laughs> Things are going to turn funny in a while, and people are going to, and they are going to seek out that happiness. They are going to seek out uh, you by know, any means uh, necessary. Absolutely, being uh, seek out comedy and comic relief by any means necessary. Right. And I thought that was completely lacking in Twelve Years a Slave because it yeah. was like people are crying all the time. They're serious all the time. There's not a light moment. You know they. it's it's very tightly done so i i thought that is not uh, for example uh, if you visited uh, you know hypothetically uh, you know the cotton fields in which uh, you know uh, black slaves were pressed to work right. i think you would have seen a lot of funny stuff happening <laughs> yeah because <laughs> people making fun of each other and of course of course I, i i don't want to take away the pain and and all the problems right But humor but then is again, yeah, yeah, inevitable. Absolutely. It's just yeah, happens, it's, and it yeah, happens yeah. at the point of tragedy always. Yeah, and in fact, uh, you know, you know, uh, I think that would have made the movie even more relatable. That you know, these regular people who you know who are funny, who are who are, <laughs> who do you know who make fun of each other, who are self-deprecating, <laughs> and yet they you you know they they face all this crap in life, right? I mean, yeah. that would have been a lot more believable for me. Yeah. Twelve Years a Slave was uh, you know completely completely. you know uh, lacking in that aspect for me yeah this reminds me of uh, a line of from uh, woody allen's annie hall uh, it goes uh, comedy is tragedy plus type yeah <laughs> yeah exactly right i mean how how long can you be bloody pissed off right you got to be like oh, man. i cannot wait for uh, harold and kumar go to the nuremberg trial they have got to start <laughs> they've got to start making fun of the holocaust man i mean it's 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 about damn time i mean they don't have to make fun of the twin t- uh, the twin towers collapse or the tsunami in chennai maybe we could give that a few more years but you've got to start ribbing on the other stuff because uh, yeah i think it's just a waste of uh, humor it's just yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah humor finds its way into yeah. into the crevices of uh, you know what are crevices that tragedy leaves yeah. so which reminds me my favorite part and probably the only part i liked about 12 years a slave was the final part in which he's rescued and he goes away and uh, there is a complete lack of empathy on his face like he just can't wait to get the hell out of there no matter what happens to everybody whom he befriended for 12 years and the only person whom he says goodbye to is the hottest girl over there <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah weirdly man i i never seem to remember movies so well uh, for example i watched uh, uh, the shawshank redemption uh, you know i don't know maybe 5 or 6 years later right. and i barely remember the scene or two okay and uh, it's kind of a good thing because i i get to watch uh, <laughs> classics yeah. over and over again because i don't kind of remember them at all you know one thing though i used i mean i used to love shawshank redemption until lately i think i saw it a couple of months ago uh-huh. and i and i 
and something just occurred to me right so uh-huh. one of the prison inmates brooks uh, uh-huh. when he was let go on parole he couldn't he couldn't even cross the bloody street he couldn't even yeah. double bag uh, groceries oh, and yeah, then yeah. morgan freeman who was probably the second longest uh, i mean uh-huh. the second oldest prisoner in that group uh-huh. finds his way to the fucking bus stop skips yeah. town he goes yeah. trekking into some obscure corner finds a tree and then heads out to zootnego or whatever you call that and he finds tim robbins yeah and I, that, remi- that reminds me of a very funny meme i saw once so uh, there's this policeman opening the the final gate of the you know the the jail or the correctional institute Okay. and then uh, you know morgan freeman is just uh, stepping out of the you know the little you know there's the little, little opening in the gate usually in the jails yeah 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 yeah, yeah. He's stepping out and then he says morgan you are a free man now <laughs> yo oh man i think we just lost three listeners <laughs> it was nice knowing you yeah <laughs> i would have much preferred if morgan freeman had just gotten Uh, really confused and killed himself like brooks did and then tim robbins just carried on with his life that would have yep. been a more realistic uh, narrative for me man and i'll tell you what i think this whole uh, aspect of uh, reality while it's not important but uh, it's so on the contrary that it feels ridiculous uh, i think yeah. one of the reasons why that is is uh, cinema is an instrument of change uh, there's no denying it man i mean it is a powerful medium for sure but i don't think it's a weapon and people are trying to use it as a weapon of change it's just, it's such an uncomfortably strong word weapon i think it yeah. takes away any fighting chance that cinema has in progressing human thought it turns it into some video game gun and we just say bang bang and we think it amounts to something whereas it's the reason why trump won you know yeah according to me because pseudo liberalism was shoved into the faces so much that even people in the middle ground were like you know what <laughs> we don't see your way at all i think yeah yeah uh, uh movies like 12 years a slave i don't think they're going to help cinema in the long run <laughs> at least for me you know <laughs> yeah uh, it was a very different take from uh, amistad i don't know if you uh, i you, you watched it <laughs> i did yeah. i did yeah yeah i want so, to say it's more entertaining than 12 years a slave but yeah it was yeah. more entertaining less music yeah. but more entertaining <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah I think uh, but I I personally feel uh, uh, Spielberg's uh, 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 best is actually Duel. I don't know if you watched that. The one where there's a a truck which has a mind of its own. Oh yeah. Oh that's a cool movie. Yeah, I thought I thought this that was not a Spielberg movie, right? I mean that was like wow yeah. man, I mean this is definitely not a Spielberg movie and then yeah, so that was a brilliant uh, movie uh, Christy. Yeah. So the Uh, the when when were you first uh, introduced to world cinema world cinema i think the first movie that i saw was uh, and uh, and the wind will carry us uh-huh i'm not sure who directed it but it was about this guy who visits a town and then ever, ever so often he's got to climb up a mount just to make a phone call and reconnect with his his family back home or something like that so that was the first movie that i saw but to be honest i didn't really i wasn't really fascinated by world cinema besides uh, the gore genre that which i love uh, the bloody murderous uh, serial killer psycho 
genre that I love. I really didn't like foreign cinema. And foreign cinema is such a weird term to use because for us, Hollywood is foreign cinema because it was made in a foreign land. But going by whatever people think is foreign cinema, I wasn't really interested in it until I started watching movies in your crib back home. Yeah. The uh, the Wind Will Carry Us was actually by uh, Abbas Kiarostomi. Okay. And uh, Abbas Kiarostomi actually passed away last year. Oh. Around, actually, it's, it's, it's almost a, a year since he passed away. Okay. And he was much like uh, uh, Satya Jitre in, uh-huh. in the sense that uh, apart from... Um, uh, what do you call uh, movie making he had uh, you know other other hobbies like uh, i think he was also into uh, uh, poetry films documentaries and and stuff like that uh-huh. uh, you know he he did a, i think he did a bunch of things uh, he was he was much much like uh, satyajitre in that sense uh, uh-huh. but i uh, <laughs> the weird thing is christy even for me the first movie the father the first uh, world cinema i watched was uh, you know, actually, uh, an Iranian movie. Okay. It was uh, Children of Heaven by Majid Majidi. Yeah, and, uh, it, it's a, it's a phenomenal movie, man. I I absolutely love that movie, mm-hmm. and I could watch it again and again. <laughs> Given a chance, it's it's, a, it's an extremely good movie. I watched a lot of movies by Majid Majidi actually. Uh-huh. Children of Heaven, The Color of Paradise, Baran, uh, The Willow Tree, The Song of the Sparrows, and uh, he's a phenomenal director. I think uh, you know. I, I I have no idea how uh, how come you know uh, Iran has all these phenomenal directors. I I love uh, uh, Abbas Kirastami's work, Majid Majidi, Asghar Farhadi, okay. uh, and all these guys are phenomenally phenomenally good. Uh, Christian and I I heard you watch The Salesman. Oh yes, I did, and it has bummed me out for the past several days. Thanks to you, I think you owe me some medication. No, no man. Is... I mean, uh, see, uh, Asghar Farhadi doesn't have a lot of movies to his credit. He maybe made like ten movies or something, or maybe less than ten movies. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, he has this particular style that uh-huh. uh, he constructs a story mm-hmm. around a single, seemingly insignificant event. Right. So, uh, I watched uh, four of his movies, and mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan, of course. I watched a movie called uh, About Ellie. Uh-huh. A separation, the past, and the salesman. Mm-hmm. Okay, in above Ellie, uh, it's this particular uh, lady uh, that they take uh, on a vacation because mm-hmm. they want her to meet uh, another man, uh, a, a relative or a friend. I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. And uh, she then uh, goes missing, and how she goes missing is this little incident, right? And if you take uh, a separation, mm-hmm. uh, there's this very seemingly insignificant incident where, uh, you know, the protagonist, the, 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 the man, he pushes this mm-hmm. lady who's supposed to be taking care of his father right. uh, just a little bit. But then she happens to be pregnant. Okay. okay? And uh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who wants to watch this movie. But then the whole movie then just just revolves around this uh, and then becomes this whirlpool it's, it's phenomenally done and it's the same thing with the past mm-hmm. it's the same thing with the salesman the salesman is about this particular incident where there's this lady who's in the and she just goes to take a bath someone uh, knocks the door she thinks it's the, it's, a, it's the husband she opens the door and then we don't know what happened mm-hmm. because then she wakes up in the hospital 
and then you know this this mystery around what happened these, these are everyday situations yeah. and i i think uh, uh, you know it, it's it's this amazingly original what uh, asgar farhadi has done to uh, <laughs> cinema writing yeah, it's yeah. phenomenally good yeah. man yeah. I, the whole point is the how do you come up with a, a theme which is which is original i mean <laughs> it's, it's 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 difficult enough right yeah but i actually as you said you know he makes movies about things that seemingly don't matter in that sense i don't think the story matters so much but rather than how you treat it now yeah. what had me fascinated about uh, the salesman was the movie did not care about its characters it had no empathy for them it just presented them as they were and you you compare the marriage the way it was portrayed despite all the trauma and all the problems to the relationship between leonardo dicaprio and kate winslet in revolutionary road which is just yeah. it just it wept it wept like a sobbing violin for the characters and it just turned yeah. me off big time whereas the salesman just put the camera there and it brought in a, <laughs> a few interesting characters and it made them live and we watched it and it was voyeuristic ecstasy right yeah absolutely christy it was phenomenally done i thought uh, very very disturbing I, it was uh, <laughs> it was lingering uh, in my mind for uh, a couple of days actually but again um, uh, you know apart, apart from uh, these phenomenal iranian directors uh, i also got of course uh, uh, you know peep into their culture about you know how they live what they are mm-hmm. and uh, their how their everyday people are and stuff like that and it's also happened Uh, to me with with other directors from other countries whose culture i would have never known otherwise for example uh, i'm a huge fan of uh, kaslovsky and right. uh, again a huge fan of uh, kurosawa as well kaslovsky i would i watched a bunch of movies i watched the camera buff i watched a short film about killing a short film about love mm-hmm. blind chance three mm-hmm. colors uh, red blue and white and then uh, the double life of veronique I think uh, these are phenomenally good movies uh, Chris I don't know if yeah. you had a chance to watch Kaslowski um, See over the years I've actually I've seen I've probably seen his movies but none of them stuck to my mind it was primarily because uh, the way they came to me the way they were recommended or the reviews that were written about them I couldn't get past the gloating about it you know the glowing yeah. uh, the praise over it and uh, it turned me off away from them uh, which, is, <laughs> which is very sad the only point of coincidence between what i like and what uh, the rest of the world likes is bergman i love bergman okay one of okay. the most phenomenal filmmakers out there uh, yeah out there it seems he's dead he's dead right yeah i think he's definitely dead man yeah uh, i, I Berg- remember watching a documentary on uh, igmar bergman have you seen any of his films Uh, I think the Virgin. What is it? The Virgin uh, uh, Spring. The uh, Virgin Spring, and then brutal. Strawberry, yeah, wild no. strawberries. Yeah, wild strawberries. Yeah, I think oh. those two. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Yeah. I I can't pronounce film. I say film. It's film, right? Film. <laughs> Wonderful. I have I have a face for the radio and a voice for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, uh, yeah. So. Um, um, I think I think uh, uh, one thing that Kaslovsky gave me uh, Christie is is a window into you know the uh, the Russian empire <laughs> okay <laughs> about uh, you know how people lived there and you know what their aspirations were I uh-huh. think he was Polish right uh-huh. but it, it was uh, I think the uh, uh, communist influence was there 
mm-hmm. especially in in camera buff i i love that movie man camera buff is phenomenally good actually right uh, it, it's some of some of the movies have uh, like a blind chance and all that there's a lot of uh, you, you know uh, cultural references that uh, i did not understand uh-huh. uh, to be honest mm-hmm. but then again uh, shuffle about love and shuffle about killing are uh, hard hitting movies actually uh-huh. uh very very good uh, film making you know <laughs> very very good movies because uh, yeah. i i absolutely recommend that you you watch uh, kesoski yeah. give give it give it i think you should watch a short film about killing and short film about love uh-huh. followed by camera buff in that order <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> and, and, and i think you'll grow to like uh, like the man uh-huh. you know what i i've suddenly started thinking you know i want to watch really bad foreign movies like i wonder how they are like the really really crappy ones and like <laughs> do they have these commercially successful rom- uh, romcoms you know in iran I'm sure. i would i would love to see those movies see i i think i've got at least in afghanistan the, their romcoms are basically <laughs> oh. bollywood movies right really that's what they yeah yeah that's what they watch and uh, did you hear about how Uh, uh, uh such a uh, you know how how big a hit uh, dangal is in china okay dangal is a hindi movie so i probably don't know anything about it what yeah, is a, i haven't what watched is it what is a dangal dangal is about uh, a father who encourages his daughters to become uh, restless i believe i i don't know and this is okay. i think this is what it is and then in china there is a big huge hit and i believe it's still running there and in uh, china oh yeah yeah and and apparently uh, you know everybody's talking about it that uh, such a great movie it is, how such a great movie it is and and all those things man i mean you i haven't watched it though uh, i i watch very few movies these days which which brings me to the fact that uh, tv has become so good these days in the sense that uh, by tv i mean uh, tv series not TV not series. <laughs> not uh, typical yeah, televisions i was just wondering what tv i haven't watched tv in uh, in 8 years now oh jeez okay yeah, like i don't watch tv in 8 years i haven't watched tv at all like not for not continuously for at least half an hour no <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and and uh, that is because uh, you know uh, tv series and and uh, you know most of the time i'm watching documentaries on uh, netflix mm-hmm. but then again a uh, couple of uh, you know series on on amazon prime on of course on netflix on on hbo are phenomenally good right. i thought uh, if you like odi allen you should check out uh, i think it's called a catastrophe in six scenes or six episodes something like that that is phenomenally good a new tv series by odi allen you said Yeah yeah so oh, I love Woody Allen. Yeah man so Woody Allen uh, is an exclusive to Amazon Prime I believe. Okay. But then again uh, you know that that is that is uh, <laughs> I thought it's a typical uh, Woody Allen funny stuff right. Okay. You know so, uh, I'm sorry for digressing but uh, I was all, it just suddenly again occurred to me that uh, uh, filmmakers get a pass <laughs> because of the great films that they that they make right I mean uh, people like Woody Allen and uh, Roman Polanski they've yeah. slept they've slept with minor <laughs> girls and uh, nobody calls them out for it but Donald Trump yeah. says one bad word in a phone hmm. call and uh, people say that no, the, I've always always had this uh, what do you call <laughs> you know uh, the crime and the artist right so uh, Polanski <laughs> is, uh, is uh, you know is sexually abused a 14 year old girl or 13 year old girl yeah uh, that's horrible and uh, he got uh, his movies were boycotted uh, in several different festivals even recently he was in the news for the same reason and uh, i don't know if you should separate that or you should not separate that 
I have no idea. Uh, I, I, I still haven't I, decided on that yet. I'm still undecided on that. I don't think we should simply because if it came out next year that Steve Jobs did the same thing. Do you think people will stop using their iPhones? They wouldn't. So I don't think social activism should be a matter of convenience. If you believe in it, you should boycott everything uh, that is associated to oppression or discrimination or well, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, we should have a totally uh, separate episode on this and yeah. uh, maybe hash out uh, you know the reasons why we should or should not watch and maybe we should invite uh, madhunayar over oh yes absolutely but <laughs> <laughs> hey there's another thing that i wanted to talk to you about i know you uh-huh. give some weightage to imdb ratings and uh-huh. uh, it's it has constantly perplexed me and i'll tell you why uh, to break it down uh, uh, putting our faith in imdb ratings is to trust mm-hmm. in the opinions of a group of people right well that, that's not the point the point is that okay. i have you know time is a finite resource and okay. uh, you know i i only have you know maybe a couple of movies to watch a month or something right. i either depend on recommendations from fair friends uh-huh. right and of course from not not, not all friends <laughs> uh, from certain friends and uh, it, let's, not friend. into, let's not go into let's not go let's not go into who the friends are from whom i'll not take a movie recommendation uh, uh, that's uh, another episode we just trash another, we yeah. just trash our friends all three of them <laughs> right and then uh, i'll take i'll happily take uh, recommendations from several of my friends right um, and i give recommendations you know without people asking me so <laughs> recently no uh, you're kidding <laughs> i uh, uh, i should not have watched salesman i feel sad Yeah and uh, have you watched Ida by any chance I actually gave this recommendation to Madhu and I he was he was like man this is so cool uh, that was a really good movie uh, Ida is is yeah it's, it's shot in, in black and white I okay. think it won a bunch of awards is about uh, uh, it's about Oh it's uh, about a nun right Nun yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh a, right 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 and yeah. she she finds out that there's some CD secret in her family's past and I remember something like this Uh, yeah i mean I, i i mean of course it's been a while so i i like you know i don't remember the movie anymore the, the only thing i remember about movies after watching them after few years that whether it was good or bad <laughs> right so but i don't know why did they yeah. shoot it in black and white i mean it seems like such an artsy ah. fartsy thing to do these hey, days hey man no? did you have you uh, for example i prefer black and white comics right okay the reason is because uh, you know there's there's uh, think about this way for example um Uh, will you will you imagine if uh, you know the protagonist she is wearing a yellow dress or a pink dress <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you can do all that man i mean it's kind of cool actually no see so, i saw this know. movie called coffee and cigarettes it's uh-huh. it's a movie it's it's more like a collection of vignettes and it was shot in black and white and it was brilliant i really loved uh-huh. it but then i just kept thinking uh, okay. what if it was shot in color now it yeah, would not have that's this in, it's interpreted for you in a certain way yeah see but it would not have made for a better movie if it was in color but it certainly did not make for a better movie just because it was in black and white <laughs> come on man you just shoot some goddamn crap in black and white and you just call call can't call it art and make i mean then i mean essentially assume that people will like it anyway right so hey and um, i think this it's the same thing uh, Wait. right christy when you uh, did you just you call know, coffee and cigarettes a piece of crap because it was directed hey, by this guy I, called Jim Jarmusch I'm not sure if you've heard of him he's 
absolutely yeah. astounding i haven't watched it actually i haven't yeah. i haven't even heard about the movie so okay you uh, should watch his movies i'll give some to you sometime. hey but uh, you're the guy from whom i don't take recommendations what yeah so um uh, extending the same thing uh, you see the, the trouble with uh, book adaptations of uh, movies right because uh, it is a, a particular Uh, interpretation of uh, the the story the book right and then uh, that's why that's why i think most of the time people hate it because nothing is uh, you know as uh, <laughs> narcissistically <laughs> pleasurable as right. your own imagination right, and right. somebody's all already uh, imagined it for you and right. and it's it's never better than <laughs> how you can imagine it <laughs> yeah. almost always yeah. right and recommending somebody's imagination of it is very funny right like you have a fairly non troublesome way of recommending movies but there are some people who are just so persistent about it and the reason why i had brought up the imdb ratings is they they actually throw it as an argumentative point and i just keep thinking as a group of people we can't even make up our minds if things like murder and discrimination and safe sex are okay or not how can we huddle up and recommend good movies to watch most of us can't even make up what hackat we want uh, hey but uh, in imdb right right the rating i watch out for is actually the critics rating but the critics i mean okay uh, since you brought it up uh, mm-hmm. i i really like reading roger ebert's uh, reviews i used yeah. to like when he was alive yeah. but one thing troubled me a little bit uh, so he dabbled in films uh, to i keep saying films it's films right i'm just going to say movies <laughs> so he dabbled in movies and he had his hands dirty in two really weird strange and unartistic movies one was uh, beyond the valley of the dolls in which i think he was a writer and the other one was beneath the valley of ultra vixens and both of them were directed by russ meyer uh uh-huh. exploitative uh, filmmaker now i know there's a wink wink nudge nudge oh look i made something uh i made something which is an oddball of a movie but i don't know if we should value the opinions of critics so much yeah no man i mean uh, i think some critics go ahead and uh, dabble in movies because uh, they want to say they just want to prove to someone uh, you know other people that hey you know what i can actually make a movie and right. there have been success stories for example uh, sudhish kamath right the uh, the popular movie critic uh, who writes for the hindu he made uh, good night good morning or good night good morning good night a movie like that and i heard very good things about that movie yeah that that was a good movie and that was also shot in black and white and now right. I, can't, i can't stop thinking about it in color <laughs> right so you know i think usually what i do is i identify myself with certain critics uh-huh. and then uh, if they say a movie is good i watch it right and then i feel hey they said it was good but it's definitely not good right. and then i think okay i'm not going to follow <laughs> whatever this critic is going to say <laughs> right and then you know i i do that i move, move move from one critic to the other until i find a critic yeah. who's, who if you know she recommends a movie is good mm-hmm. i watch it and i really like the movie and then i think oh my god this this critic is good i'm just going to blindly follow her because man i'm lazy and and uh, <laughs> you once you 
you know you have you know uh, maybe like an hour and a half before you hit the sack right and then you know you don't want to watch a movie for 15 20 minutes mm-hmm. and then figure out it's a bad one and you don't want to continue mm-hmm. and then you know you you cannot w- start watching another movie it just doesn't happen right i mean because you just don't have the time right and so uh, that's the problem right i mean you you need to know uh you know uh, if a movie is good or bad i'm sure it limits you but then again man there are so many movies out there mm-hmm. uh, that you simply cannot run out of recommendations and options to keep watching these days i hardly watch any movies right. and these days i'm mostly watching documentaries mm-hmm. uh, or i'm watching uh, some tv series i i started watching westworld uh, which i i think the season's over right now and uh, uh i i started watching hand of god which is mm-hmm. which is pretty good on uh, uh, amazon prime mm-hmm. uh that 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 one's pretty good i like uh, courtroom dramas so if there's something uh, you know legal stuff i i, I usually like to watch that mm-hmm. so this is what i pretty pretty much uh, do these days i, I my movie watching is very less and, and uh, tamil and uh, hindi movies i i i absolutely don't watch and if if somebody recommends that uh, movie is good i wa- i watch managaram uh, a tamil yeah. movie is pretty good actually yeah. uh, you know you know like a month back that was that was pretty good so if somebody recommends uh, certain movies to me and i trust their judgment mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, you know then then i go ahead and watch uh, certain movies uh, christy uh, i don't watch a lot of movies these days at all mm-hmm. I think there've been a string of good Tamil movies which have been released over the past 10 years. Uh, That's true. I think they've not gotten the the right platform to be showcased, but oh, yeah. I think they've been mostly under the radar. Uh, I was telling you about this movie called Joker, right? Uh-huh. I'm not oh, sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not I sure. I watched who, that one. Yeah, I'm not I sure who, who directed it, but I can't believe that the country yeah. wasn't talking about it. Uh, yeah, so, man. I mean, uh, those are the kind of movies <laughs> that will never ever see commercial success. Yeah. So that's the whole point, right? I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> think about this way, uh, Christy. This is the example I usually give people: uh, classical music, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, people, you know, uh, the purists, you know, they they really like it. Mm-hmm. But there's a world market of one percent for classical music, apparently. One percent. One percent. That is correct. So yeah. out of hundred people, uh, you know, one person will actually pay to buy classical music. And Now, by classical music, problem. do you mean Yanni? <laughs> Does no, he, that that is gold music. The entire market now. <laughs> no, no, he's he's new age music. That's he how. He sucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like Yanni, man. I know. So, I know. Yeah. So uh, you know that's that's the whole point, right? So if you may, uh, you know, you 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 make a you know you pull a Ingram Bergman in 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 India, mm-hmm. uh, you know you you're not gonna be able to release it, right? Let's just put it that way, right? <laughs> right? right. <laughs> so you're not gonna be able to release it. It's as simple as that. Right. That's the that's the whole problem. So now comes you know uh, the 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 people who call something you know pure or good. Mm-hmm. uh what are they really uh, basing their judgment on because most of the people don't like their stuff right right the pure stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> so what what's is, the point but what is pure stuff like just before we started recording this episode i was watching terminator 2 and i was okay. like that's a really good movie and <laughs> it was at a time when i was happy about watching films i felt like i belonged in this planet i wanted to yeah. high five people and say you know you yeah. and me we are one and the same uh, <laughs> there are movies like jumanji and mrs doubtfire and jurassic park <laughs> and independence day i still love those movies i mean i yeah. don't but if you ask me do they constitute a good 
cinema i'll probably be a douchebag and say no but i don't see why i shouldn't they are yeah. good why shouldn't you right yeah, that's I that's exactly my point so that's the whole thing right i mean uh, you know movies are uh, you know how, how, is a good movie a, a, a movie that a lot of people watch or is a good movie a good, a good movie when a bunch of you know very few critics call it a great masterpiece right, right? it's it's a, it's a question that uh, you know is always uh, confusing right and right. there's there's no clear answer to that so yeah it's a good movie is a good movie if you like it that's yeah, all yeah and i see a lot of people questioning the suspension of belief in movies yeah. like you uh, let's say um, uh, i'm sorry yeah no uh, i was i was just saying let's take a movie like independence day yeah in the, there's one thing which again uh, is very funny about the movies the alien right Uh, mm-hmm. so this alien at one point uh, they're trying to operate on it and it breaks free and using it minds it i mean it's mind it kills everybody it kills the military it kills the doctor <laughs> and it like uh, it threatens the president yeah and the same alien in another scene will smith yeah. punches the alien and knocks <laughs> it out and here's the thing he doesn't punch the alien he punches yeah. the 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 costume that the alien was that i mean not the costume but <laughs> the armor that the alien was wearing and knocks yeah. it out but i don't yeah. think that made it a bad movie because i think what makes for a good movie is where you individually entertained by it if yes yeah. for you it's a good movie oh yeah and Absolutely. you meet a bunch of people who think the same but i don't think just because you're in the majority uh, yeah. that you're right it just means yeah. you have an opinion and that belongs to you yeah absolutely and uh, i mean that's that's one thing uh, christy the i mean the suspension of disbelief is one thing <laughs> the other thing i think god damn it people need to be careful about is you know uh, you know how they film it now you, you remember uh, this movie called the village by night shamlan oh my god <laughs> okay hang on movie. so there is a scene and you know i'm into the into the movie totally <laughs> and then i actually see a microphone in the frame right like you did yeah yeah oh totally 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 okay. and uh, i was like oh god really <laughs> i've never read about this uh, i i'm sure you can find it in the yeah, i don't read so goose part oh okay. uh, in, in imdb i'm sure but the the microphone is visible i'm like oh my gosh this is this bad film making right i mean <laughs> yeah and what a ridiculous reveal towards the end this is like you watch schindler's list and at the end of the movie like you know what it's all a dream of some fat dude the germans never really came and did those things <laughs> to the jews everybody was fine <laughs> are you are you uh, watching movies in the theater these days no i'm not watching th- movies in the theater simply because they refuse to pause the movie when i want to pee <laughs> and a lot of i have to come into human contact with a lot of people whom i don't yeah. know while yeah. going to the theater and at the theater and it's just very uncomfortable for me i'm not and also yeah too many movies are being released in 3d and i get a headache when i watch <laughs> no it's not an existential headache it's an actual physical headache that i get <laughs> i've seen only one 3d movie uh, it was godzilla i got uh-huh. a migraine after the end of the movie and i said oh well, my gosh i guess it's just not for me yeah and and the 3d movies man god damn it they overdo the stuff right like they poke you with sticks and stuff like that they poke that's, you that's... with sticks <laughs> <laughs> I am never going to a goddamn theater ever again. Oh 
nobody's poking me with goddamn sticks man <laughs> no man i mean i'm saying to exaggerate the 3d oh, effect okay okay i would I have totally I'm... believed it like 7d they actually poke you with a bloody stick <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely and that brings us to an end of this episode of nothing in particular you can find me on at the rate shweb s h u v e b on twitter and christy where can people find you so i used to regularly blog about bird watching at versherder.wordpress.com they can still check that out they can also follow me on twitter at versherder and on instagram at uh, christy.bharat that's c h r i s t y . b h a r a t h